Welcome to Solo Travel Adventures, my sisters. Don't let fear hold you back from traveling alone. I want you to gather your courage, listen to inspiring stories, and learn how to travel solo while safely navigating new places from this show. I'm Cheryl Esch, solo travel advocate and travel coach, and I want you to have a transformative experience when you travel solo. So pack your bags, book your flight, and check one more time for that passport. It's time to explore the world. Hello, my sisters. Have you recently gone through a traumatic event, whether it's losing a spouse or a loved one, maybe going through a divorce, or even having your own health scare, maybe? I want to show you today how travel can be a pathway to healing. And I'm going to share with you how I used a trip last year, a solo trip, as a means to heal. So there are many things that can happen in our lives that um, cause us to retract or um, not be able to handle or face um, this traumatic event. And it could just be that day-to-day life has taken over and we don't have time to process. Whether it's um, you've lost a loved one, you had a bad breakup, uh, maybe even a divorce, or you had some health issues that have put you in a little bit of a scare, possibly. And so you have come to a place where you know, you know in your heart and your mind, you need to take some time for yourself, and you need to do this alone. So one way that you can kind of start this whole process is by traveling. Yes, especially if that is something you enjoy doing, And maybe you've never taken a solo trip and you find yourself in a place where you need some uh, reflective time, some time on your own to start that process of whether it's grieving or healing or processing any of those situations that um, might be happening in your life. And so uh, last year in 2021, um, I had a pretty traumatic event. It was a long time coming, um, but had determined that uh, I needed to end my marriage. And in that process of beginning that uh, divorce proceedings, I also realized I needed to separate myself from the situation. And so part of that plan was to go on a trip, um, a two-week road trip, but in extension to that, I also knew I needed to move. And so I planned a move to coincide and kind of happen at the tail end of a solo trip that I had planned. And it was just a very simple trip because it was planned rather last minute. So it was a road trip um, across the U.S. a little bit. And I love our national parks, folks. So I kind of had in my mind for years, I had really wanted to see the fall foliage in New England area, particularly get all the way up to Maine. I had never been to Maine and see the fall uh, colors and enjoy the scenery. And it just so happens that uh, 
this was October of 2021 uh, when I had decided to take this trip. Um, and so I made a plan and decided to just take a road trip by myself because I also wanted to use this time as a time to reflect and to heal um, from this very new separation of my marriage. Even though it was a long time coming, it was um, very amicable as far as we both agreed it was time. Um, But I also knew I needed to heal from the years of living in a loveless marriage. So I needed to move on. And this was also a physical representation of moving on for me. So I planned this trip, and even though I had planned spontaneously, <clears throat> but also had in mind a lot of places where I wanted to stop. And so I started preparing, but I left a lot of leeway. I wasn't like I had to get to a certain place by a certain time, and I allowed a lot of extra time. Um, I didn't want to be traveling on the road too many hours per day, so I really allowed, uh, buffered that time before I needed to actually be in this new city where I was moving to and starting actually a new job as well. So I planned this trip and as I was planning it and kind of sharing with some family members, my I had an aunt who wanted to join me and I really had to, uh, because of the nature of my intent for the trip, I had to kindly decline in having her join me, even though that would have been a lot of fun. But this trip was completely solo and it was meant to be that way. I spent a lot of time of course in the car driving by myself which for me allows me a lot of time to think and reflect. I listen to music, I listen to podcasts, audiobooks and I also listen to silence and allow my brain <clears throat> to process and think while I'm driving and I spend a lot of time also in the evenings when I stop journaling about the whole, the whole journey, this whole travel journey and my journey emotionally and mentally. So it was very important for me to, to take this trip, um, because it signified both a physical separation from the traumatic event or this life changing situation, I should say. And allowed me also that space and that time to reflect on, you know, my past and my present and my future, to look at all of that and where I was at, where I hoped to go, and to heal from some of that past events. So, yes, I spent some time grieving. I would sometimes be crying while I was driving and just knowing that a season for me had ended. But also being joyous, especially when I got to certain places. For example, my uh, furthest north point, I drove from Dallas, by the way, all the way up to Maine and stopped many places in between, um, ranging from, you know, parts of Pennsylvania. Um, I went into uh, Vermont and New Hampshire, which again, these were states I had never been to and spent some time stopping even on the roadside. Uh, For example, I think I was in Vermont and I happened to be driving through this small town and noticed a red covered uh, bridge and with this lovely creek below 
And I just stopped. And I, of course, I was not the only one that stopped and then took a little walk around that area uh, just to enjoy it and see something different than what I might see in, in Texas. I proceeded all the way up to Maine and I love national parks. And so my goal was to, one of my goals in this trip was to get to Acadia National Park. And I had heard so much about watching the sunrise on Cadillac Mountain. And so that was the one uh, goal that I really wanted to achieve during this trip. Now, I because it was, um, I planned this kind of last minute and was leaving myself some leeway to get to certain destinations and spending some time as I need to, wasn't rushing it. I wasn't sure when I might arrive at the national park. And if you don't know, to get up to Cadillac Mountain to view the sunrise, which is the furthest eastern point of the United States that sees the sun first. Okay, so it's pretty, pretty epic, by the way. Um, and it's also um, the highest point there in Acadia National Park. So you need to get a ticket or you need to make reservations to um, drive up um, to the mountain, to Cadillac Mountain and view. And you have to have entrance into the park as well. Well, since, and you can only get those, um, you have to get those in advance. Um, I think a couple days in advance, you can, I think it was up to three days in advance, you can schedule that out. Well, I wasn't sure when I was going to arrive. And when I did finally determine, oh, I'm going to be there by tomorrow, um, the tickets were sold out, of course. So I was determined to get up there. And so I did a little research, a little problem solving. I'm like, okay, there's got to be another way. I know there's another way to get up there. And so this is the exciting part about any kind of travel that you might do in finding ways to problem solve and also, you know, finding within yourself that ability to do that. Um, so of course, because it was, uh, I was so determined, I was like, I will do anything. And I figured out that I could hike up to, you know, I was looking at trails on the map. I do have the all trails um, app on my phone because I do hike. And I was like, okay. And I had brought some hiking. I brought my hiking poles. I brought my hiking boots because I knew I was going to be hiking in the national park. I just didn't know to what capacity at that point. So I was prepared. I had my headlamp. I had a backpack, water, you know, I had all that stuff prepared and, and brought with me anyways. So I looked at a map and determined, oh, okay, I can take this hiking trail, uh, which is pretty widely used to get up to the mountain. I did some reading up on how long it takes, what are the conditions, and so I based that on when I would need to be at the park. And so I got to the park, oh gosh, wee hours in the morning, uh, thinking, oh, I uh, probably would le need to leave around 5 in the morning, kind of based on when the sun would rise, how long I thought it might take me to get up there. Well, I am really grateful that as I waited uh, the side of the road by the trailhead, that I saw a lot of other people arriving uh, close to four in the morning. And I thought, really? They're headed up now? And so I gathered up my stuff and, and joined them. 
And I'm very grateful that I did because it did take me longer than I anticipated. And I was up there in plenty of time, of course, to get settled and watch that beautiful sunrise. And honestly, for me, a healing part, uh, you know, part of getting healing in my life is I love to appreciate and bathe myself in nature. And that's just me. That's what helps me heal. And I was just basking in that, um, even though it was rather uh, frigid there in the morning. Um, it was just a wonderful experience to see God's creation just kind of evolve and slowly, slowly seeing that sun rise over the edges of that water uh, was phenomenal. Um, being the first one on that day to witness that sunrise was remarkable. And that whole scenario, that that whole experience was definitely healing for me and a revelation in that I realized I was not spending enough time in nature that really um, kind of helps me uh, physically, emotionally. And this was also something as I looked at what I wanted to do in 2022, because this was October 2021, that I knew that I needed to incorporate a lot more of hiking and getting out in nature for me to continue this process of healing. So everybody's healing journey is going to be different. And maybe that type of solo trip is not your cup of tea. But I do know a lot of women tend to, when they are looking for sort of a trip to heal, and their intention is to go for some healing, maybe even think about it as like self-care, then they tend to gravitate towards wellness retreats, which are beautiful. I love that idea. And honestly, if I had had the funds and the time to plan such a wellness retreat, so to speak, at some place, I would have, I would have done that because I love those kind of things. But being that it was kind of almost not really last minute, but it was a quickly um, put together plan. And even though in the back of my head, I had wanted to do this trip for years, it finally started to solidify. And if I had had time, I would have definitely gone on a wellness retreat because those are also wonderful to provide the atmosphere for healing. And that can also be physical healing and emotional healing and even spiritual healing if that's the realm of that wellness retreat. Because you are spending time, you are traveling by yourself to get there. There's a lot of other solo travelers that are coming together, which also makes the idea of solo travel a little easier to maybe manage, especially if you are hesitant or have a slight fear of traveling by yourself. This is a great step. And if you need some healing in your life for whatever reason, maybe you need time to process some grief or some changes in your situation. Going on a wellness retreat is a great way to do that if you have the funds. Now they can be a little pricey, um, but you could also look for some local ones. Here in Texas, we have um, a local place that I'm familiar with that does, um, they do yoga retreats over a weekend. It's not far from Dallas and it's relatively inexpensive. Now you can also go to some of those 
bigger places like um, in Austin, Texas, there's the Austin Spa Retreat uh, Resort place that is phenomenal in providing this full service experience, um, body, mind, and spirit. They, a lot of physical activity you can participate in, um, wonderful food, a great environment. But again, those can be uh, several thousand dollars. So depending on your budget, that could be something to consider. So let's talk about some specific ways that travel can be used for healing. So as I shared in my story about taking that road trip, um, travel forces us to look within and face our fears by having that alone time. So it pulls us away from our comfort zone, our current environment. It takes us out of that place and puts us in a new place. So where we can, we are forced to be alone. We are forced to look within and process, face fears. I like to spend that time journaling as I shared. So it forces us to do that. Another reason travel can be healing is travel forces you to be in the present moment. Okay, so as you're traveling, you're not necessarily thinking so much about your past or maybe even your future, but you're having to really be present, especially if you are in a different country where the culture is very different, the language is different, and you're trying to navigate a new city, um, you're needing to be very present. So that forces us to do that. And that in itself can provide healing to our, our mental state so that we're not constantly maybe just dwelling on these past issues. We're being pulled out from the past and we're being forced to be in the present. Another way that travel can heal is travel cultivates gratitude. When we travel, we tend to be grateful, grateful for what we have. Maybe we learn to have an appreciation for what we have. It also, for me, it also gives me an appreciation for other cultures, other areas, the whole earth, the creation that God has created. It gives me that reflective gratitude. I, the beauty that I see, the, the laughter or the people, um, all of that creates this gratitude within me. And so that's something travel can do. Now, can you do that on your own in your own city? Sure. But being forced, as said before, into a new environment, And that just forces us, that shifts us. Another way travel can be healing is it actually shifts your mood. Okay, so you kind of have to, of course, kind of along the lines of being present, you need to, you will have your whole mental state or your mood will be shifted because of that. Maybe because of the environment that you're around, it makes you uh, see things differently. So, Traveling has many ways to offer healing. Now, let me speak a little bit on, I did a little bit on the healing physically. So there is opportunities, as I mentioned earlier, to use travel to heal physically. Now, I wish I could find the story, but I remember reading a story about an older woman where she was uh, rather up in age, uh, maybe 70s, 
and that she was diagnosed with cancer. And she decided um, not to uh, proceed with cancer treatment. And so instead, uh, she went with her son um, and did a whole bunch of traveling. And she ended up living several years um, with, you know, living this life instead of, you know, staying in a hospital or a care center and doing treatments for her cancer. So she ended up having a much more fulfilling life. And in a sense that her travel actually, in a sense, healed her. Not, I mean, the cancer maybe didn't go all all away, maybe went into remission for a while. But she lived several years um, of living this life of travel. Her son accompanied her. But in a sense, I think um, travel also has a way of providing healing from stress. And we know that stress can be a cause of many diseases nowadays. So getting out and traveling relieves that stress. So it it also helps with physical healing in that way. Um, It relieves the stress. And so I encourage you ladies to definitely get out there and travel to provide that kind of healing in body, mind, and even spirit to yourself. And remember, sisters, let's get out there and have an adventure. Hey, sister travelers, did this podcast inspire and encourage you or move you to get out there and travel? Wonderful. There are three ways you can thank me. First one is leave a written review for the show on Apple Podcast. Two, share the show with your sister travelers, your friends, your family. And three, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And thank you again for listening to the show. Sisters, be fearless, take the leap, and get out there and have an adventure.